has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Welcome to the first LGR episode of 2016. I hope you all had a lovely festive period and have gotten over the January depression of just how much Christmas cost you. I'd like to welcome my co-hosts. Joining me in the show today, we have Kev, Lee and Andy. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Bye. Belated Happy New Year. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so, first of all, uh, first order of business, uh, an apology. Uh, as the title of this podcast implies, we are all lapsed gamers, and unfortunately we've all had limitations on our free time. Regrettably, quite a number of our initial team who volunteered and were very keen to be part of LGR simply haven't been able to make it onto the recordings. Plus, those of us who have appeared haven't been able to participate nearly as much as we would like to due to varying uh, circumstances. As a result of this, LGR installments have become few and far between. At the time of recording, we still have two full shows backed up that still require the finishing touches before we feel happy about releasing them. Sadly, we've also decided with a heavy heart to cancel our planned playlist chat on Mass Effect. A combination of scheduling difficulties, people not managing to make much headway through playing the game, um, have seen us push this back and back and back. So we're making a clean break and wiping the slate clean. Sorry again for any inconvenience caused. Uh, if anyone in the LGR community has any opinions on Mass Effect then uh, that you'd like to share with us, um, we'd be happy to read them out in a future show. Yep, so with all this in mind, we've come to a collective decision to try and change up the format of LGR in 2016. Uh, so in, instead of like the periodic episodes of gargantuan length that take our poor editing team a lifetime to put together, we're going to be endeavouring to record shorter, potentially rougher episodes more frequently. Uh, it's important to say though, the door is always open for anyone to be part of these recordings and to be part of Laps Gamer Radio, whether you've made your interest known to us previously or you'd like to contact us in the future. So please do get involved. From this point on, our aim is to have a complete show about once a month, where either we tackle a game-related topic or subject, or we'll talk about a nominated playlist game that will invite our community to play beforehand as before. To supplement this, we will attempt to release a mini-sode every week or so where we'll get together, talk about what games we've been playing that week, or any progress we've made with our gaming backlogs, and briefly discuss what news has happened in the world of video games. We will also try to release other content to our YouTube channel uh, on a semi-regular basis, so you won't have to go too long without hearing our lovely voices. That is, as long as the concept of uploading game footage hasn't been trademarked by some entrepreneurial YouTuber by then. Or Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Nintendo. I uploaded one Nintendo video and I got content ID, so I love you, but I'm not uploading any more footage. Right, with that public service announcement out of the way, on with today's show. So, uh, what's everyone been playing since we last sat down for a chat? Lee, do you want to start us off? Yeah, it's, one, it's a rare occasion where I, I, I've actually finished the game and uh, it's one of the quickest turnarounds <laughs> from actually being giving it, you know, being gifted it at Christmas to actually finishing it. Um, now, you know, obviously I realise it's not a particularly long game, but <laughs> it's still it's still an achievement in my house. So that was Kirby and the Rainbow Paintbrush for Wii U. I think it's one of these games where it's known as something slightly different in other territories, so I think it might be... Um, the Rainbow Curse in the States. Um, anyone who's 
sort of familiar with Canvas Curse, the DS game, so that's what came out early on in the original DS life cycle and was like a game that really kind of caught fire with the hardware. You know, it really was one of the games that made use of the touchscreen and, the, and the, you know, and the, the dual screens and playing with the stylus. So this very much like from how uh, laboratories, uh, laboratories again, uh, sort of takes that forward and utilizes the gamepad and it is a, a perfect fit. Um, with the only kind of caveat that it's such a beautiful game to look at and I know that every review I've read of it has kind of identified this that that kind of claymation style is absolutely gorgeous but due to the innate nature of using the gamepad your, your eyesight is always on that <laughs> so it's, it's, it's almost like a game you'd want to play um, with someone else so that you could actually look up at the screen you know and see it all in its uh, you know the Nintendo graphics and art design in all their HD glory but um, yeah no I really really enjoyed it Just very cute uh, very easy so that's always up my street and uh, yeah managed to finish off the kind of story mode uh, within about I don't know I and mean, I still took my time through it about eight and a half hours so I think some criticism has been leveled at the game because of the cost and maybe because of its length it could have been a download title rather than a full retail game but I I've certainly had my entertainment's value out of it because I can already, um, you know, I've only, only at about a high 70s completion rate, so I'll, I'll, no doubt I'll go back through it uh, to finish up the collectibles. And it's just been another one of those perfect kind of games to play with my family because me and my young son have kind of started to play another file in the game, you know, like co-op together. Um, and it's something that he can control very easily. So I, I want to thank um, Stuart Neil for his recommendation because he was saying that it's kind of like got a, a difficulty curve that's perfect for sort of like to play with the family and is one that's really accessible in terms of the control mechanism for younger gamers uh, and it's, it's certainly been uh, you know a, a really pleasing experience so yes the first game of 2016 finished uh, I don't know how many more there'll be but at least I've got one on there <laughs> that's it you've You've done already. You've peaked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I take it. I mean, I presume this one that you haven't played, guys. But I, have you sort of seen footage of this? Have you have you seen it kind of in action at all? Is this the one where you basically draw platforms? Yeah, you draw um, sort of ropes. Rounds essentially yeah. like with with the stylus and it's like a painted rope mm -hmm. that kirby is the ball can kind of just roll around and that's that is how you control and that's how you give him motion um and then there isn't the standard kirby um control mechanism where you would swallow and adopt an absorbed mm -hmm. enemy's powers you don't do any of that it's more about collecting um these sort of stars and then you can charge up and you can have like a special move where you hold the stylus on Kirby and then it'll charge through uh, enemies and, and obstacles and then you've obviously got the boss fights so it's again it's like typical kind of almost like Nintendo 2D platforming in the sense that you've got these different environments these different worlds and then after you've completed a prerequisite set number of levels you then face off against the boss and uh, again like I've read in some reviews people criticise the game because it does recycle bosses in the sense that you fight the same ones twice um, throughout the kind of six, seven worlds, but they do change things up enough, and I, I didn't found it it overstayed its welcome at all. So, yeah, I, I'm. I think for me, if anything, I've been even more pleased playing it, having been aware that there's some criticism have been levelled at the game for different reasons. Uh, whereas I thought it was like really solid, uh, you know, family where you told which has got that just absolutely. Uh, almost like indescribably beautiful aesthetic it is like one of the, the best looking games i've played on wii u yeah from what i saw of the gameplay it reminds me a little bit of a game i played quite a lot on windows phone back when i had one of those um max and the magic marker i don't know if any of you played any of that at all no nope. never heard of that 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, the title rings a bell, but I can't I can't visualise it. I'll have to Google it later. But yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It is quite, you know, it's a simple concept, but I think it's, um, as people have, have said in the past, I think that one of the, the disappointments possibly about the Wii U has been the lack of developers really making use of the gamepad. Mm. You know, I really hope when they get to the NX that they can find a way of still supporting the gamepad because I just think that's really been... Um, you know, it's the it's the it's the killer app, mm. I guess, of the Wii U, but they just never was able to market it properly, or it's never really been taken hold in the gaming community's imaginations. Whereas it is just fantastic, you know, when you can see what they can do with it, and it's just yeah, like again yeah. one of those titles that's a perfect fit. And of course, you've had you know Mario Maker has really been another one. I mean, it's a shame in retrospect they couldn't have got Mario Maker out as a as a launch mm. game for the Wii U in a sense. It makes sense that it was out for the 30th anniversary and everything, but um, yeah, that was the yes, first game, course, yeah. and I'm yeah. late to the Wii U, but that's the first game that I played that I can see that the, the, the touchpad is indispensable for playing it because it wouldn't be possible really to... I mean, when I've played games with level creators before, like in Little Big Planet, trying to use a controller is just mm. not right, but having a touchpad there just makes it so yeah. easy. Yeah, and I, I guess that, that, like, the final thing I'd say is, again, for a laps game like myself who isn't, you know, or, or generally games that don't play regularly, so they, they're worried about difficulty curves, or just like introducing younger gamers into the hobby the gamepad is just mm. perfect because you know children now they're surrounded by phones and ipads and sort of touch screens but there's still a potential barrier with like a standard controller whereas you know it's amazing how quickly they can learn to navigate and use the gamepad mm. controls uh, and just one final one for me, I guess, for what I've been playing is I've <laughs> bizarrely, I don't know why, because I, I, normally I don't get to play too many mm. free to play games, but um, the rabbit from Nintendo Badge Arcade has been working his charm on me because I've been finding myself opening my 3DS up just to have a few of the kind of free plays. This is like um, if you've ever been to like a fairground ride and you get those claw machines for the soft toys that never, you know, you never ever win anything out of because it's a complete rip off. Oh, yeah. well, Nintendo have turned this into a free to play game. Um, where you get a couple of like free tries every time you log in because you can go to like the practice cranes um, or you can kind of obviously pay real money but the, but the great thing about it is like I've been playing it on and off for the past month and I haven't spent any money on it and you do get these kind of little badges that adorn your um, 3DS kind of desktop so I'm not, I'm not really into the themes I've bought one and just left it on there I don't really kind of customise it too much but with some of these badges it's great because they can actually launch the software so for example you could get an old fashioned styled icon for the Game Boy and you could put all your Game Boy virtual console games in that folder and launch it that way now some people <laughs> listening to this are obviously thinking what on earth are you talking about <laughs> does it matter I mean I know it's a complete sort of um trivial folly but um i don't know that that kind of appealed to me and i, I like the way that they it's, it's just a cute little again fun time waster if you've got the self-control not to spend real money on it <laughs> um so i've also started and finished the game uh this year but uh well since christmas uh but mine was about 60 hours long oh you're all showing off <laughs> <laughs> now, over the christmas period i was uh, ill so in my feverish state i crawled up under a blanket and played through the entirety of dragon age inquisition wow uh, and all of the dlcs finished that uh, about a week or so ago i don't want to talk too much about that because i know um andy you're planning on playing through it at some point in the future aren't you yeah this year sometime once i get through yeah. all my toys to life games <laughs> so um <laughs> 
So I figured uh, once you've played through that, then maybe we could get together uh, perhaps with a friend of the show and Bioware superfan Katie and, yeah. and record a, a little episode just talking through the, the, the trilogy and, and where we think the series is going to go from here. Yeah, that'd be cool. I've also been playing quite a lot of Diablo 3. I uh, managed to get my girlfriend quite hooked on it. So we've been playing quite a lot of that uh, when she's been over here. It's a really good couch co-op game. I'm playing together online as well i think we're going to try and record some video footage to put together uh for the the youtube channel so again i won't say too much about that we'll cover that in in a in a youtube uh, video been playing a lot of smash brothers love it i love fighting games i love watching fighting games i am terrible at fighting games <laughs> but i get i get smash brothers smash brothers makes sense to me so i've been playing a lot of that i've actually been maining kirby quite a lot <laughs> kirby's one of my favorite characters in that game have you uh, got any of the uh, company in Amiibo yet or anything? Yes, <laughs> yes. It's it started. I got Samus and I got uh, Charizard and I am planning on getting a few more as well. So um, they've got my hooks into me already. Yeah, they are they are lovely little figures though. I mean, yeah. I've only got a couple. I got um, Captain Olimar and, and Bowser. Mainly, mm. to be honest, Bowser was for the... Um, uh, Mario Party 10 uh, kind of you know you get a character specific board and uh, Captain Onimore just because I've fallen in love so much with uh, Pikmin but yeah no I've, I was really quite impressed actually with the because I haven't really got into the Toys to Life uh, arena yet but the, the standard of the, the figurines themselves are you know they are you know well crafted aren't they yeah they are uh, and you can if you shop about you can get them for about a tenner each and yeah, um, yeah. I don't know how many there are in total but about 50 or so of them work with uh, Mario Maker which is um, which is pretty good. So as well as the, the games that they're designed for, you can use them in Mario Maker to put a particular character skin on your character and then design a level themed around that character if you want. Um, the, uh, the only other game I've really been playing is uh, Grow Home. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have played any of that at all. I've downloaded it. No. You downloaded no. it? This is the one... No. Did this one win the vote to play the... Yeah, the, it did. Is that right? Yeah, on the PS Plus. That's the only thing I kind of am aware mm. of. It sounded intriguing and looked nice, but again, yeah. I sadly hasn't come to a platform I can play well, it on. So, yeah, Grow Home. We're thinking we might do an episode around that. So, again, I won't say too much about it, apart from it's... It's a charming little game, and I've heard other people describe it, and I kind of agree, as doing Assassin's Creed better than Assassin's Creed, because it, <laughs> it finally, it's a game in which you climb. That's the most of it. You play a little robot, you're responsible for growing this giant plant, and to get to each point to make the plant grow high, you have to climb up it. Uh, left trigger is your left hand, right trigger is your right hand, and you just and it does climbing better than any other game I've ever played. Um, that involves scaling a sort of a surface. It's very, very low, you know, polygonal, um, very simple graphics, sparse sort of spacey music and, and cutesy robot noises. Um, I think it came out of a game jam, so it wasn't made by many people. Uh, it was made quite quickly, but it's a, it's a lovely little game, and I'd highly recommend uh, picking it up. If you, if you uh, picked it up on PS Plus, get it downloaded and get it played. Well... I hate to sound like a stug record, but um, I'm 77% through the, all the achievements on Lego Dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> Has they got like a gameplay clock at all? Like, do you know roughly how many hours that is? Yes, and it's quite embarrassing now. Like. <laughs> Come on, what's the number? Come on, reveal. Uh, 77 hours Ooh. now. <laughs> <laughs> An hour per percent. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly looking that way. I've only got four achievements left and I've completely mopped up. 
But then there's still loads on the actual home worlds and stuff that I've not even touched, you know, because I just haven't got the packs for it. I've got 11 packs, but apparently that's not enough. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be seeing that one off, I think, even though this last week Lego Marvel Avengers came out. So, I've, yes, I've started that today and uh, <laughs> I thought, no, I've got to finish the other one first. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, and also to Mark as well, because you've obviously been playing um, particularly long games. How do you find that so you just sort of keep them ticking over in the background and you kind of allocate sort of months, I guess, to them? And then what you're just dipping in and out of other shorter games as well to vary it up, or do you just play the one? Because I, I mean, I'm obviously playing a lot fewer games than shorter games, but I'm trying to just stick to one because my habit is always to pick it up and then be distracted by something else. Um, but with a longer game, I can imagine there is a need to sort of vary the palette mm. somewhat. I'm the original ADD player. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick up a long game, play it for about a couple of days and then just run away and play another long game. <laughs> I've, I've still got Just Cause 3 going off in the background as well, but I've not even touched that yet <laughs> for a month. <laughs> well, I'm one good run away from uh, getting the last few traces of Diablo for th- Diablo 3 so um, yeah I kind of try and concentrate on a game primarily and then play little things on the side like I've, I've just started playing uh, Grim Fandango just a little bit here and there on the side where I try and concentrate on a game at a time that works well on the Vita now the yeah, new one yeah yeah yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> again I've dipped into that <laughs> <laughs> Just sit there. You've got a bunch of monsters to meet. Who are you? What did you do to us? Is he always like this, Wildstar? This is the TARDIS that travels time. I've met you three before, but you haven't met me yet. Can someone explain to me what's going on? We're friends of the Doctor. The Doctor must be exterminated. Annihilate. Destroy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. More acquaintances, really. <laughs> I didn't mean friend. All of time and space. Whenever, wherever. It's your choice. Andy, what have you been playing? I decided this year, I was looking at all the big boxes of Toys to Life games, and I had four Skylander games and I just hadn't touched them so I said to myself right I'm just going to clear these out and play them see what they like if I don't like them I'll get rid of them and if I do like them clear, clear them up and then just still get rid of them <laughs> so yeah I mean see look at these boxes these toys to life you never packs they just take too much room Yeah, they're just big boxes and it's, you know you get your free you get figures within them and you get your big new portal each time I just thought, I can't keep this up, it's just taking too much room. So I started off with um, Skylanders. Um, so I started off with Spyro's Adventure, dating back about four and a half wow. years now. Time flies. I know. It's, it, so these, these are the original Toys to Life games. So I played through that. Um, quite basic in its, t- in its um, gameplay. It's a traditional 3D platformer, but without the jump. It was good, but I'll tell you what. The boss battle was such a fucking killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most epic boss battle I think I've ever played. 
it, <laughs> like, the gift difficulty was like, all right, you're playing through the whole game and you get to this boss battle and it just goes, hey, this is it. You've got a mountain to climb and you're such a fucker. <laughs> and if you get killed, you have to start it again. It was just such a bastard. Oh, oh, it took me forever just to complete that boss battle. So you do realise, Andy, that this is for kids. The um, Skylanders games, yeah, they're they're, they're age seven upwards. So I you know. you got seven year olds that are probably just pissed straight through that and just gone, yeah, what's up with you? <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, they're probably, are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably because I didn't level the Skylanders up all of them, but it was just crazy what they wanted to do. Anyway, finally did it. It was quite, and I was quite pleased with myself. And then moved straight away to um, Giants, and straight away we sort of changed the difficulty level throughout. So the, the boss battle in that was a lot easier. This one introduced Giants, basically of what well, I thought were little use, and not much change to the gameplay. So yeah, I played through that. It was all right. And then Swap Force, which so far has been the best. The variations in gameplay are really good. The little figures, the split in half, so you can make new figures. Like, so the top half can be attached to a different set of legs, and then you can unlock little bits of areas because in these Skylanders games, there's eight, uh, hmm. eight different elements. So, if you really want to unlock everything, you need eight different figures from different elements. While in Spot Force, you needed a lot more figures, so they're going to make you out, go out and buy more. Hmm. And the one I'm playing now at the moment, Trap Team, you need to buy even more. So, <laughs> are these all on the same platform that you're playing this? First two were on PS3, um, then now it's all PS4. I have to say, do they do your figures? Yeah, like, do they go across at all? Oh yeah, they do. It's all cross platform. Yeah, yeah. The graphics on the PS4 are unbelievable. The graphic, you know, the Swap Force game was just absolutely colourful, absolutely beautiful, really stunning game. Um, the gameplay on it changed. It's reminding me a lot of Ratchet and Clank, where you've got like monorail rails. You do stuff like that, and there's a lot more variation in its gameplay compared to the first two. I'm not going to talk about Trap Team today, but it's I can tell why people are slightly disappointed with it. But Swap Force so far has been the highlight. Mm. For decent games, you know, good 10, 12 hours. If you want, if you were to lock everything, you could spend a long time. Getting, it's almost like Lego games. You know, you can spend hours on oh, it. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> a lot of fun. But for me, I don't know. It's maybe because they're not Lego or it's not... They haven't got the big franchises with them. I'm a bit detached from it. So I do enjoy them, but not connected to the characters. So it's one of those where I'll just play through and just get rid of. But, you know, if you can pick them up cheap, they are worthwhile. I mean, I just picked up Superchargers, the latest one, for £16 on the PS4 from Amazon last week. That's quite a bargain. Yeah, so if you can get them cheap, they are worth getting, you know. And you can complete everything, the whole, the main story, with the figures you get in the pack, so... Are you moving on to the um, Disney Skylanders then? You know, because they've done Disney and um, Marvel, haven't they? Yeah, I've got... um, Star Wars yeah, working in the and wings. Star Wars, yeah, I forgot about them. I'm I'm Marvel. I'm gonna get the first pack sometime shortly once I get through all this. I do like the figures on them. The figures look a lot better than the uh, traditional Skylanders. But again, yeah. again, I think it's that character attachment that you've got. Anyway, you know, it's great to see an Iron Man and it looking like a cartoony Iron Man, but still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the figures in Skylanders have all got different personalities and different powers and all that. It's just that feeling of all right, I'm not really that attached to them. Mm. You know, they've tried to make them very diverse and everything. The quality of the figures does improve. So, um, with each variate, with each version, so that's quite good. It's just, 
you know, it's just a fun game that you can just play relaxed, really. Yeah. So now on to the main topic of this episode, our preview and predictions for 2016. Uh, as we know, 2015 was a bumpy year for video games. We had some top-notch AAA games such as The Witcher 3, Fallout 4 and Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, some very well-received indie games such as Crypt of the Necrodancer, Down, uh, Downwell and Undertale, etc. And some genuine left-field classics uh, such as Super Mario Maker, Splatoon and Rocket League. So 2016 has some big shoes to fill. So what do we think and hope this year will have in store for us? Let's start with some of our most anticipated games and possible hardware. Well, the software that I'm looking forward to the most this year has to be the new South Park game. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> after the last one, the Stick of Truth, which was fantastic. Oh, by the way, it's worth getting on the American import because there's a whole section yeah. of uh, the game that you can't play in here. Although I did quite like those little <laughs> bits they stuck up that described what was happening over the yes, top of the European yeah. flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite a, a funny way of getting around it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do because uh, apparently it's based the day after and um, it um, involves the coon and the superhero <laughs> stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got to get involved in that. After the, after the success of the last one, um, I thought they made a, a classic with that last. Um, yeah. Let's face it, they've had so many cracks of the whip at doing a decent South Park game. It's about time they did one. Um, I thought Stick yeah. of Truth was decent. Uh, and then um, uh, Mastod and Trey Parker say they're going to be even more involved in this one than they were in the last one. Yeah, yeah, they did. And Which is only a good thing. Oh, definitely. Um, I'm hoping that they're going to yeah. record even more script than they did for the last one. <laughs> Apparently, they've recorded days' worth of it anyway. It's got one of the best boss battles, I think. It's what when we know of a couple having sex and oh you're having God, to judge yeah. around. <laughs> 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 you got to yeah. dodge your dad's balls. Oh my word! Yeah, <laughs> I did quite like the fight against Al Gore as well with the Secret Service guys. Protect the sword of Vice President. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just throw like a, a short one in on of obviously when we did our. Uh, new games to us that we played in 2015 lists uh, I mentioned The Fall so we're hoping for episode 2 of that to come out this year so I, I don't know whether the Wii U will end up getting it but it might come to um, sort of Steam you'd have thought first uh, this year and then possibly on some of the other platforms after that but yeah looking forward to the continuation of that story and hopefully I think it has been confirmed that's definitely happening because of the you know the success of the first episode that's the uh, continuation of that that's that sort of um side scrolling uh, adventure platformer mm. where you are the ai intelligence suit trying to uh hotwire your program into protect the mm. the passive the uh, like the, the um, astronauts already contained within but there was obviously a big twist at the end of the first episode that you know really leaves you keen to find out more about where the story might go cool. all right so it's it's actually been left on a cliffhanger. Oh yeah, I mean deliberately. So I think they, as it tends to be the case now, I think that um, although episode one, if the game hadn't done well, would have had to have been sort of like a standalone and, and the end. I think the, the developers always it hoped and intended they could continue it forward. And and the way they have left it, I'm imagining it might actually change some of the gameplay dynamics. So um, again, yeah, you know, it's certainly worth playing through. I think they ended up releasing it on. Uh, PS4 as well actually towards the the tail end of last year so again you know if you haven't 
if you're not playing it on Steam or, or Wii U, it is on those other, um, you know, the, the e-shops, I guess, or the digital shops. I'm not sure if it's on Xbox. I, I'm, I'm just assuming it's gone completely cross-platform by now. Well, I'm predicting that uh, 2016 will will show a resurgence of the JRPG genre, um, something that used to be a lot bigger in the West than it is now. Now it's kind of a niche genre. Uh, I guess. Um, but this year the stars are aligning and we're getting three, possibly four big hitters. Um, Final Fantasy 15 is due out this year. Possibly. I wouldn't hold, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed again. Um, the new Kingdom Hearts is going to be out this year. Again, could possibly get delayed. Uh, <laughs> and the, uh, and Persona 5 is due out this year as well. Um, and there's, the possibility, distinct possibility, but but probably not of uh, Nino Kuni two coming out this year. But even if that doesn't, if you get Final Fantasy fifteen, Persona five, and Kingdom Hearts three, those are three big JRP genres that are coming out, and it could signal a, a, a bit more of a, a resurgence in interest in that genre. Yeah, I mean, I think the um, sort of three DS they always seem to be well represented with JRPGs, and I'm sure yeah. they've got loads coming out, haven't they? I mean, th- there's sequels coming out, isn't there? To Fire Emblem, like they're bringing out like multiple sequels to the Awakening yeah. game, and then you've got um, some of the other games coming out now that released in other territories. Um, there was one, I think, by Level Five that's kind of like Pokemon. I haven't, I mean, it's not one that I've, I've, I've played, but I know it, you know people have been anticipating that. And also, um, there's a sequel to that, Bravely Default, as well. So, hmm. I mean, they're I, I, to be honest, probably Fire Emblem would be the only one that, I, that I'd be tempted to try, and it'd probably yeah. be the older games in the series before any of the new ones. But yeah, no, I think that Nintendo certainly uh, always, you know, would be keen to call Japanese, you know, developers for. Yeah, well, JRPGs have always had, uh, well, in recent years, have had a, a good home on on um, 3DS because of the sheer number of them in Japan and the fact that home consoles, have, the home console sales have kind of dwindled a bit in Japan uh, recently. Um, and I think that might have contributed to the fact that there aren't as many on the PS4 um, as there were on previous, and Xbox One as there were on previous consoles. Um, but this year, with these three big titles coming coming to your home console um yeah i think it might be make it a bit of a comeback hopefully it's a genre i do like yeah there's if you look on the ps4 store well the playstation store mm. bizarrely um i was i was scanning through for any bargains like you do yeah. and um i, I kind of top, tapped into a really rich vein of mm. them the, there seems to be stacks on the actual playstation store at the minute so i I think they are actually gearing themselves up ready for all this resurgence battle. Yeah, yeah the PSP, um, the PSP used to have loads, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, the, I think the Final Fantasy Tactics ones were a big one. The for Vita that one. as well, and the Vita seems to have loads. Yeah. I mean, I think they've got that Danganronpa. Everyone, everyone raves about that, and that's yeah, Danganronpa. Yeah, yeah, I want to try that. That's yeah. like an evolution yeah. of the sort of Ace Attorney yeah. style of gameplay. Yeah. yeah, so I must get to that. You know, maybe this will be the year. Yeah, yeah. there is. There's three right. actually, isn't there? There's three, I and mean, there's one coming out on PS4. Is it PS4 and Vita? Anyway, there was a new coming out this year. Mm. Anyway. Wow, that's they've re- they've got them out quickly. Yeah. And uh, Persona 4 Golden is one of the uh, standout titles on the Vita, in my opinion. Um, Many people's favourite game on the platform. Yeah, it's one of my favourite JRPGs ever. Um, definitely in my in my top five for sure. Uh, and so, yeah, Persona Five is the big one for me because there hasn't been a an actual full Persona title on home console since PlayStation Two. So, um, got high hopes for that. 
I'll jump in with uh, Turtles, the new Turtles game that got officially leaked last week. Is this like Frogger? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's just called Turtles. Yeah, you have to, you have to play four of them to avoid um, cars and sewers. <laughs> so, yeah. Get to the beach. <laughs> That's it. I get to the pizza more like. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's just this new Turtles game. Um, once again, it's by Platinum, who did Transformers. Um, the art style, once again, looks excellent. Um, what seems to be different with this one, I think, is it multiplayer option on it? So, if you have four player multiplayer. Oh, that'd be cool. Is it local? Or is I it... don't know. I haven't looked too closely. I've just had. Hmm. Be interesting to see. Yeah. I think it's online. I know I think online was mentioned and all that and multiplayer, so I'm not too sure if it's local as well, but that would be very good. So, that's one going to keep my eye on. I won't be buying it straight away after the price crash of Transformers. I'm a bit annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that always the way with Platinum games, though? Yeah. They come out full price, and then literally weeks later, they've just crashed in price. Yeah. Yeah. So, the other ones I will pick up, but not straight away. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll jump in with a, a combination from Telltale Games. So, Ooh. I'm really hoping we'll get a second series of The Wolf Among Us because, uh, as much as I, you know, I do love The Walking Dead, and that probably still within my limited experience of that developer is my favourite one of those style of games. Uh, I just really like the departure into sort of the crime genre you know like the crime mystery genre with the wolf among us and i really like the art style and the fact that we're now hearing they're going to do um a sort of point and click adventure batman game as well um I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that kind of develops because again i feel like that more comic book um aesthetic which of course the walking dead had as well um but there was like so much kind of like color in the wolf among us and i although batman's not known for its its color it's got lovely shades of gray so i don't know i'll be intrigued just to see how they how they do it and um you know just that idea of maybe playing up the detective aspect you know of the of the batman bruce wayne character mm. in one of those episodic uh, adventures i hope they actually do it with uh, maybe a bit of Batman sidelines and maybe you take control of a police force because it was an excellent comic series oh right yeah okay like you could move to different characters possibly yeah right, okay. Gotham Central was absolutely amazing series and so um, Batman was always in the shadows you know but he wasn't the main focus so yeah. if you do something like that that would be really interesting with the uh, Game of Thrones one, did you have to? Did you play more than one protagonist? Because I, I haven't yes. played that, but I know Mark yeah, played. You it. Did. Yeah, yeah, so there is there is precedent for that. Then that you, mm. they could do something like that. Yeah, it's difficult because I'm imagining they're gonna because it's Batman. They're gonna want to make it. They're gonna do like a heavy sell of it being that you control Batman. But you're right. At least for like part of an episode or something, it would be really interesting to maybe maybe even like have the same event replayed, but you play it from different characters' point of views. Yeah. Or maybe you can do like um, you can play through the game as different characters. So you can complete it one way, and then you know because obviously they make the whole kind of decision mechanic. Um, it could be that they well, you could play through it and not just make different decisions. You could actually be one of the other characters, or maybe that's too ambitious. But that's uh, I think that's a good idea you've got there, Andy. Anyway, for a, one of these sorts of games, you know, I've just realised I've never seen a Batman game where you're actually playing as Bruce Wayne. There's a segment in the second Arkham game for about uh, <laughs> for about five minutes. And you basically right. just walk around. So um, oh, that's it. Great. <laughs> that's why I can't remember it. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did finish it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very interested in to see what Telltale could do with Batman. Um, 
there's a lot of rich stories there for them to plug into and, and a, a plethora of incredible characters uh, just hope they don't mess it up because um, some of their series have had a little bit I mean I, I think um, reactions to the second season of Walking Dead were a bit mixed as far as I remember and a, a lot of people seem to to uh, not like I played it yeah me neither <laughs> uh, a lot of people did not like um, Game of Thrones uh, which I really enjoyed uh, and a lot of people liked um, Tales from the Borderland which I played most of the first episode of and just didn't get on with at all so I don't know yeah. but I'd be interested pedantic. to see what they could do with that I mean if they could present it in a comic book style um, because this will be the first time well it's crying out for yeah. it isn't it it's crying out for yeah. that because I think that could really you know um, work well within I mean obviously we'd hope they can refine the engine going forward but I just think some of the strength of The Wolf Among Us was in the kind of the, the visual aesthetic of that, that particular mm. game so I'd, I'd love to see the more kind of exaggerated stylized comic um you know, art design. Like Ang Lee's Hulk, you mean? <laughs> Possibly not, although I must admit that there's still, there is, you know, that's, you can level criticisms at that, at that film, and many have, of course, but um, it's still got the editing flow yeah. of a mm. comic book, which is almost mm. unparalleled. It's got the framing. Like even in, it, it, yeah, I mean, so there, there are some some really interesting ideas in that misfire. Mm, yeah. Um, and it's, it's got a great edited flow, uh, like you're yeah. saying, especially the way they transition from shot to shot and multiple panels within a in a frame, yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you really want to get risky with it, why not go Batman 66? Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Adam West would be up for that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mafia Free. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone's played... Yeah, I yeah. played the um, I played the second one, but again, it's one of those ones that I picked up, started, was, was enjoying, but I think I got stuck really early, <laughs> and then just sort of never went back to it, and then ended up selling yeah, it. It's, it's one of I haven't played the first one. I've always intended to go back and play the first, but I played the second one on PS3, and it was just one of those that was it's quite linear in its storyline, but the storyline was really yeah. gripping. Um, it, it didn't have a massive open world, so you weren't. It just kept you focused on the storyline, which I thought was absolutely brilliant, and I do hope they stick with that formula because I really don't want to go explore really um, and get involved. I want to keep them because they kept you to a speed limit. The vehicles were slow. Everything was done at its own pace, but the storyline was really gripping. So I just hope they keep that same style, same sort of like decision making we had last time. And don't make it like GTA yeah. in any which form. Yeah, because it's never been like GTA. Their open worlds have always felt so empty and almost lifeless. Yeah, yeah, it does keep you on point, though, to a mm. certain respect, doesn't it? You, you know, you don't mess around, yeah. you just get on with it. It's, it's a bit like Godfather 2 in that respect, you know. You, same kind of thing. You, it d- just points you towards mm. your, your Yeah, there's, there's no side missions in between the main missions, yeah. but no. it would probably be better if there was some cinematic taking you from one mission to the next rather than just having to drive under the speed limit yeah. from point A to point B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For 25 miles. But they, they always have always handled storytelling very well. Uh, even the first one, I, I thought the storytelling, and that was great. Yeah, like I said, I didn't play the first one, but the second one I loved. I loved them. The extras around it, so I'm hoping. Is it the second one that. that has the glorious piece of the storytelling where you go into jail in winter and then you come out in the sixties and it's summer? 
Yeah, yeah, it's got they both of those games, uh, both both Matthew One and Matthew Two borrowed quite heavily from uh, Goodfellas, in that they both tell a story over quite a long period of time. Yeah, I remember that transition uh, looking beautiful, you know, just mm. glorious, and it does it, it yeah. did seem to lift it a load off your shoulders as well. It didn't seem as yeah. harsh and depressing, and then you realised <laughs> you realised you were still going to get this shit shot out here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the few things I will say that was good about the open world aspect was the fact that when it changed from time period to time period the world around you changed as well different the vehicles on the road were different things yeah. looked different the fashion yeah. the people was wearing was yeah. different the music was different and they hope they keep the pawn cards as well <laughs> yeah that was one of the more pleasurable collectibles <laughs> I've like made a note to myself that really the games that I'm most looking forward to the ones I already own that are going to be like new for me to discover in 2016 but um, I am I'm really hoping that some of the, the sort of games I've heard Heard other people discuss uh, might make their way to platforms where I can play them. So I, I've only heard good things about Ollie in the Blind Forest, but is, at the moment, isn't that that Steam and Xbox only? Is that right? That's going to remain. That is published by Microsoft Studios. So, oh um, right, so it will never be... it will never come to no, uh, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. I was really hoping yeah. to get a chance to play that, and also um, I've been holding off playing Never Alone um, because I'm sure someone said that was mm. going to come to like PS Vita with extra DLC and potentially even be like a PS Plus title I mean I know it's a cheapskate I should really just pick mm. it up because <laughs> yeah. uh, it looks great <laughs> and I know it's on it's on PS3 and Wii U actually so mm. and Kev you played through that didn't you last year I was surprised that didn't feature in your games played for the year actually yeah um, it only just narrowly squeaked it you know it, it was only pushed out by um Everybody's gone to the rapture or something. I can't remember something about a rapture. <laughs> <laughs> you you were raptured at the time. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the sort of game I wouldn't mind playing on the Vita. To be honest, I think it looked nice on that screen. Yeah, there is another um, episode of it. Yeah, on PlayStation Store. So I don't know how recent that is. Whether that's something mm. I've just never noticed before, but it's probably worth dipping into. Yeah, no, I think it might have been that when that was. Um, Released, then people will maybe asking questions on the, you know, like it's, it's the PlayStation EU blog. I think in their comments section, you know, the comment section where everyone just decries the free games they get given. <laughs> yeah, and we're not allowed to call them free, you know, ever. Otherwise, you get shot on there. But anyway, no, yeah, I think someone on there did ask the developer, and I, I think at the time the developer was saying that they were intending for it to get a, a Vita release, but who knows. But anyway, if it comes, I'll, I'll certainly be looking forward to playing it. Um, and then, really, I t- I could, again, like I say, I'm not. There's, but the great thing about not really knowing a lot about what's going on in the gaming industry is that they're, they're, it's all just full of surprises. So there'll be so many games that I've never mm. even heard of and didn't even know were coming um, that will launch and you know could capture my imagination. But um, just another one I heard recently announced was there's going to be a sequel to this little. Um, a downloadable game by the same developer actually that done Kirby um, so how laboratories and it's Box Boy 2 I think it's called another box or something but if you've seen the first Box Boy it's like got a really really um, simple art style it's almost although it's black and white it's, it's really reminiscent of like the traditional greens of the Game Boy you know it looks like a Game Boy game okay. and it's this inventive like 2D platformer where you control the box boy and you can kind of like grow boxes out of your each of your four sides and you know navigate obstacles and i've only kind of played it intermittently last year but i really thought it was inventive and incredibly good value for the fact it was about four <laughs> quid and you know the length of the game is like sort of 15 20 hours long apparently and there you know it's obviously been such a 
hit for them that they're going to uh, you know release a sequel in color I think on on the 3DS so yeah that's a that's another kind of little handheld game that I look forward to trying I always look forward to these games you know when they say uh, when they say it's going to be about 15 to 20 hours to finish I just think yeah well that equates to about four months <laughs> 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 that's perfect value for me then <laughs> I'm going to shoot disappointingly it's been cancelled in the Vita, never alone. Oh, oh wow. so you've, you've just you've just looked that up, have you? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's on Wii U. I'll, I'm going to get it on the Wii U this year. I'll, I'll make that as one of my little resolutions. Finish the, the game that you're playing and try <laughs> Never Alone. <laughs> it is worth investing in, Lee. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll jump in one quickly then. Um, my my most anticipated game of uh, 2016 is No Man's Sky which we are oh, yeah. finally getting after it was when was it announced uh, Christmas 2014 it was at the um, Jeff Keighley's Game Bonanza whatever it's called yeah. uh, Christmas 2014 um, and there has been a ridiculous amount of hype for what is essentially an indie game I mean it's being made by four people plus uh, a few contractors that is going to be the game that I think I'm going to sink a lot of time into uh, despite the fact that I think quite cleverly even though it has had a lot of hype they've not really told us a huge amount about what mm. it is uh, and what you can do in it um, given that and given the fact that we don't know a huge amount about it uh, and the fact that it has been so hyped um, for the last you know year or so um, I think that it's going to disappoint a lot of people when it finally comes out because they'll be expecting something that's not um, but I think it could be a game for me that unfortunately Minecraft never was for me um, the sort of game where I can sit and just explore and, and mine and just enjoy exploration um, but on a much grander scale than Minecraft could ever possibly accomplish um, I am very much looking forward to that and I really hope that it lives up to my expectations I think I've tempered them enough uh, for me not to be let down when it comes out I, I, as long as it is b b just what they have said it will be then I'm fine with that you might be running record that just for next year as well I bet it's going to be delayed a <laughs> <laughs> la Gran Turismo <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we are getting Gran Turismo this year in yeah. a oh, form. Yeah. We're getting oh. a uh, yeah, a, just a, a stripped-down Gran Turismo game, which I, what, a prologue. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it's just a, a motorsport thing with a, with a limited um, catalogue of cars, which isn't for me isn't Gran Turismo. So, yeah, I'm not that excited. For that. Yeah, yeah. Well, a sim version of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've been I've been surprised with that. I mean, given how many. Uh, how many Forza games will be will have been out on Xbox One by the time we finally get a proper Gran Turismo? It uh, was like that with the 360, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, Polyphony don't they really take their time with the games? They don't rush them at all. <laughs> <laughs> this one I'm going to talk about is the Kingdom Come Deliverance. I don't know if you've heard about this one. It was a Kickstarter that was um, that got f fully funded, and it's set in medieval times. And it's a role-playing game, but it's not fantasy. So it's a realistic medieval role-playing game. And it does look amazing from what I've seen so far. It's essentially like The Witcher without the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so, from what I can see, you're going to go through the politics, you're going through medieval villages. Very realistic. Unique idea. One of those I'm just looking, really looking forward to sink a few more hours into. I can't say I've seen anything about that one. I'll have to look that up. One I'm looking forward to as well this year is um, Uncharted. There's a new one coming out eventually. After they've been talking about it for ages now, I think they've just did the HD remasters as a stopgap. So finally getting to see uh, old Drake again. Quite looking forward to this. Should be good fun, especially with the uh, PS4 graphics on it. Naughty Dog have done really well with the last. A uh, couple of entries on the series, anyway. Well, and the Last of Us as well. They've always been very good at, at squeezing out uh, all the graphical juice they can out of the hardware yeah. that it's on. Yeah. Uh, and they, they did an incredible job of, of brushing up the old Uncharted games when they brought out the Nathan Drake collection recently as well. Yeah. Um, I think that this is probably going to be the final um, Uncharted game that we get. Uh, given the way that they presented it so far, the fact it's called a thief's end, um, mm. and he talks about one last job or, 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 or whatever the phrasing is, I think this might be the end of the franchise. Whoa. I don't. I'm not going to predict that Nathan Drake dies or anything like that, but I think that he's. I mean, as far as we know about the story, the going into it is that Nathan Drake's been pulled out of retirement. So uh, I think this might be the end of it. Maybe he just goes on onto a farm like all my dogs. <laughs> Did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes to raise raise bees like Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that's that's okay then. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but yeah, um, it means there's going to be a big hole in, in whatever Naughty Dog have got in the future. I know that recently, uh, or sometime last year, someone in an interview may have accidentally let slip that there could possibly be a Last of Us 2. Um, but it would be interesting to see what what Naughty Dog do next what franchise they think up next how can you have a Last of Us 2 the, the whole idea is there it's the Last of Us oh, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> the next to Last of Us <laughs> it's the Last of Us starring Nathan Drake <laughs> <laughs> voiced by Nathan Fillion <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah more Nathan Fillion in everything please <laughs> absolutely yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I can't really say uh, anything about the Last of Us what could they could do with The Last of Us 2 if they if they do do it without spoiling the end of the first one mm. so I, I won't say anything about that okay <laughs> <laughs> one more game that I'm looking forward to that I can remember I'm sure there's plenty I've forgotten is uh, The Division now I wasn't sure about this but then finally this past weekend uh, got to play a good five or six hours of it on the um, the beta and there's not a lot in it uh, in the beta you've got they've cut off the first hour or so of the story they dumped you into this into new york you get a couple of story missions and then that's about it but the big thing about it is the dark zone i don't know if you guys know much about how the game set out but you're you've got a good chunk of the middle of manhattan there's utter chaos it's instead of being a post-apocalyptic game it's a mid-apocalyptic game so everything is falling apart and you're you're in there on your own or with your with your fire team of friends doing missions but when you go into the dark zone it's like no man's land anything goes uh, you go in there it's it's the highly infected part of the city you go in you, every piece of loot you pick up from there you can't use you have to extract it so it will be like in destiny or, or borderlands if when you picked up a gun you couldn't use it you had to take it to a place and extract it and while you're waiting for it to be extracted other players could come along and kill you and steal your loot and it's utter chaos and I loved it I don't know how much content there's going to be in there if there is lots 
I think this could steal quite a few players away from um, Destiny because there's going to be no significant content updates in 2016 at all for Destiny. We were expecting Destiny 2 in September. That's apparently now been pushed back to sometime in 2017. And they're not making any DLC for it. They're just putting out these little events and things like that. So given that there's not going to be much content for that, and is this game that's quite similar in its style, it's a big multiplayer online shooter RPG with more RPG elements than uh, Destiny has, albeit with not as good shooting as Destiny does. If it has enough content to give it legs and there's enough end game in there, I can see lots of players leaving Destiny and going to uh, The Division. So... Bungie beware. Yeah, I read something about it today that it was Destiny like on the Metro website that they did the preview did liken it to yeah, Destiny. I mean, in that sense. There's a lot of similarities. It's a third person cover based shooter yeah. rather than FPS. Um, the shooting isn't as tight as Destiny is because Bungie now to make a shooter. But the RPG elements themselves seem, even just playing through these few hours of the beta, seem more fleshed out than they are in Destiny, like the level of character creation, customization, the way that you can spec your character out, the way that things level up, etc., etc. And from what people said who played through a good chunk of it, that event in Sweden, the storyline is more fleshed out than Destiny's is as well. So, I don't know, I've got, I've got high hopes for it. I'll be picking it up. So I'll uh, relay my thoughts once I've played a little bit more of it in March. One of the others is Horizon Zero Dawn by um, Killzone developers Guerrilla Games. This one looks amazing. When I first saw it, it reminded me of the 80s franchise. I don't know if, you rem- if anyone remembers it, called Zoids. The mechanical dinosaurs controlled by sort of humans. And this one sort of reminded me with the mechanical dinosaurs. It does sort of look like a monster hunter game. Hmm. So I'm not too sure, but... From what little I've seen, it does look interesting. You know, you've got a very female protagonist. You've got very simplistic weapons while you're fighting mechanical dinosaurs. Something's happened to the Earth. It just looks very interesting, very beautiful. Yeah, something about the design of, of the protagonist and the design of like, the, the, the fact that it's a future where giant robots have taken over. It reminded me quite a lot of um, Enslaved. Uh, if yeah. any of you guys ever played that yeah played. and I love that game so yeah I'm looking forward to that I've got a feeling that might get delayed as yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's going to be I mean it's it's the thing that's been on this console generation even more so recently is big ticket games yeah. getting delayed um, quite significantly so I've got a feeling that's going to be a 2017 release although I hope it's this year I'm looking forward to Ratchet and Clank this year there's a new movie coming out and they're going to tie it all in and apparently it's going to be based on the originals I don't know exactly how the plot goes um, I joined it with the advent of the PS3 um, with Tools of Destruction and mm. just thought it looked glorious you know and it still does, looks amazing now yeah. and um, this is after a generation shift so I'm looking forward that's a franchise I definitely want to jump in at some point you know there's so many isn't yeah. it, that you keep intending yeah. to play and you've never kind of experienced but you're right I saw the uh, announcement of the movie and I think just like that the character designs in that world would actually lend itself very well to you know obviously an animated film because some of the, the cutscenes in the, in the games themselves have got that kind of cinematic quality and the, the platforming from what I've seen is it's sort of similarly styled to like the 3D Mario games in a way um, so yeah now I'd be really keen to try yeah. yeah. Did the originals get re-released on Vita? I think they did. Vita and PS3. Yeah. Vita and PS3 as well. They did some yeah. HD updates, yeah. I'm not sure whether they did them on Vita. I do know that they did them for PlayStation. Hmm. PS3, yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I might uh, either go back to that or it could be an opportunity to jump into the franchise with this new one that you're, you know, you're yeah. highlighting for us. Well, I mean, this there doesn't seem to be any sort of through line, you know, so I don't see why you can't just jump into any episode. Oh, right, cool, yeah, you know, any, right. any instalment. No, yeah. yeah, but I think the movie's probably a great place to start, you know, because I think that's going to go back and sort of put it all in place for you. Um, I have certainly had no problem joining it after they've already released about six games. <laughs> <laughs> certainly, uh, you know, you certainly find your feet straight away. So that's that's going to be a fun, good fun one, I think, this year. Yeah. I think it's a reasonable price. I was looking at it. I think I got an email. It's about 25 quid pre-order. So. Yeah, yeah. They do seem to be releasing them at mid-price, like the Lego yeah. games. So that's good. Yeah, all right. So I'm a big fan of the Warhammer Worlds Games Workshop created Warhammer world old world and 40k and they've seemed to have a looking at the list they seem to have about eight games out this year <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just going to quickly quickly go through them and i'll end up with the one i'm looking forward to the most go. <laughs> so yeah go all right you've got times so the first one is battlefield gothic armada on um, the pc it's basically set in the 40k universe it seems a real-time strategy. I think it's more in a sense. Is it Homeworld, where you're fighting uh, using spaceship battle? Uh, yeah, that was a great game. Yeah, that, is that you're harking back to a you know that's what late nineties, is it? Yeah. Um, and I was looking at this, and it looks really interesting. The type of ships you're using, the tactics you can use. You know, hopefully they get that right. The next one I'll be looking forward to is already out on the PC. It's caught and it's coming out on the PS4 and Xbox One sometime early part of this year is Vermintide um, I don't know if you've heard of this one I've heard of Vermintrude Vermintrude <laughs> 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 no <laughs> this is like Left for Dead but um, instead of zombies you're fighting giant rats okay <laughs> oh cool <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting it seems that the characters themselves as you play are very different and basically fighting this city fighting giant rats essentially like Left 4 Dead got some decent reviews on the PC so hopefully on the PS4 it'll become really good really good uh, multiplayer game the other one is Warhammer 40k Eternal Crusade which is essentially you are a big giant space marine. Hey! <laughs> yeah. Did any of you play Space Marine on Yeah, the... I did. Yeah. you got to say it right. Space Marine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Game Burst. Space Marine. <laughs> yeah. I haven't eaten enough cigars. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it looks like it's a bit of an MMO, third person. Um, from what I've seen, looks good you know i can't tell i just love the world i love the setting so i'm all, i'm interested in all of these the next one is another 40k game where there's it's not a space marine this time which is good it's actually you're playing as an inquisitor and these are investigators into heretics it seems to be a diablo type role-playing game and that sort of style so once again you can't tell all i've seen is little trailers here and there and it just looks interesting it seems when i was watching it that this one has got a bit of physics type of engine where you can target body parts and knock off body parts off the enemy so it disables them because <laughs> i was watching this giant this little inquisitor fighting this big demon and knocking off his arms and etc <laughs> look quite interesting the other one out on ps4 as well is space Hulk Deathwing, which is a first person shooter 
don't know much more about than that. The other one set in Warhammer World, the old world, is Man of War, which has been a couple of trailers, which is just a seafaring open world game. Hopefully, from if it looks like anything like Assassin's Creed 4 when you're on the ship, it could be very, very good. I'll take it you're not planning on getting all of these and playing all through them in the next 12 months. <laughs> If for all hour, we'll play through them all. <laughs> you, you'll play you saw, nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, this my section will just be Warhammer. Look, this is what I'm playing <laughs> This week in Warhammer episode 15. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the other one, all right, is Mordheim, which I think has just come out on the PC, but it's coming out PS4, is like XCOM, but with a fantasy-based. Um, the final one, guys, I know you're glad to hear the end of these Warhammer games, <laughs> is the Total War Warhammer by Creative Assembly, who have done ah, the Total War games. Okay. And that is set in the old world, orcs, goblins, dwarves, empire, um, making use of fantasy creatures. And it looks really, really good. I've seen some gameplay videos, and it's one of those. I know I hate pre-ordering, but we've got a special edition that looks amazing. You get a drinking horn. Come oh, on. brilliant. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to put... Yeah, I'm going to spend 100 quid on that. <laughs> that pretty odd, a special edition. But yeah, if anyone, you know, the Total War games, this just looks basically taking Total War, put into a fantasy world, change the tactics around a bit, and then off you go. It looks amazing. So... Yeah, Warhammer 2016, year of a Warhammer. <laughs> there's, there's only one other thing that I'm looking forward to as a kind of a wish list game, and that's Red Dead Redemption. Oh. You know, every now and again you get something of a hint, of a trickle of information, and you think, is it going to be this year? You know, I mean, Hollywood really ought to start learning some lessons from games because <laughs> games can keep themselves really tight-lipped about everything. Like mm. you said, with your Warhammer stuff, you've got hints, but you haven't got the whole yeah. plot. You know, you, you've not seen the whole film by the time you go to see the film, you know. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, they're going to have a Red Dead this year. Yeah, there's been rumours about that or possibly uh, another Bully game. Yeah, that was good. That oh, was that'd good. be yeah. amazing as well. Either oh, of those, yeah. I'd be happy with either of those, to be honest. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I'd be quite happy with some single-player DLC for GTA V if, we, if we're ever going to get any. Ooh. Oh, do you know something? No, it's just Mark getting his handbag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a friend who works for Rockstar, and I've been pressuring him for information for a long time, but he won't tell me anything. <laughs> They're pretty good at keeping the lips t- short. I'll give him that, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's probably more than his job's worth to, to let any information yeah. slip. So, it's probably a sweet uh, job as well, so <laughs> give him that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it probably is, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe we might see Agent. You never know. <laughs> Uh, another table tennis game oh that'd be amazing yes oh my god that table tennis game was was great it was so good it was so good (laughs) it's just not right (laughs) I know but could you imagine if that's what their big announcement was like if Rockstar said we've got a big announcement E3 2016 and it's Rockstar Table Tennis 2 (laughs) (laughs) I mean we'd love it but the internet would lose its mind I know it'd crash you killed the internet 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Facebook's down for six days due to Rockstar's announcement. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's pickets outside their offices and everything. <laughs> uh, what we should do, it'd be good. We flash up, you know, Red Dead, flash up bullying all these graphic, you know, screenshots of all these games. And then it just goes table tennis yes. he drops the mic and walks off <laughs> there's one guy at the back of the room yeah. going yeah get in go on <laughs> uh, okay so before we go on to any predictions of stuff that we think will, will or will happen this coming year or things we'd like to see for the coming year we'll just read out a few uh, uh, tweets we had in from our community uh, of predictions for 2016 Stuart Cullen at Fury AC3 uh, says uh, uh, he says he got his uh, hand he got some hands-on time EGX uh, for the division uh, and he said the hype train is in full motion now it's going to be special uh, he thinks um, based on what I played I think he could be right um, like I said uh, with that caveat that I hope there is enough content to keep it going it could be a very interesting very special game and uh, just responding in terms of games that um that people are looking forward to Jack Smith which is at Chronogenesis he has put currently my most anticipated video game is Fire Emblem Fates all three games in the series look to offer a lot of fun I'm intrigued to hear more about the new Legend of Zelda for Wii U but it's too early to have an informed view on it still other than that I look forward to Nintendo doing what Nintendo does best surprising me with something new and unique last but not least I still hold out hope for my White Whale game to be released Dr. Kawashima's Devilish Brain Training in the table top world i have to give it to the seventh continent look forward to exploring this vast world over multiple sessions yeah that fire emblem model is quite odd because they're releasing the main game and then two or three supplementary episodes following that i think i'm not i think it's like um they'll give you possibly like the first mission Mm -hmm. um of either side Uh, because as far as i'm aware like this two definite distinctions isn't there like so it's like the same narrative but you, you're possibly playing through it f- from the competing yeah. factions and I think they're gonna allow you to because de- Nintendo obviously have stepped up in the era of the Wii U their kind of use of coverage of demos and how kind of quite long the demos are they're giving so I think you're gonna get you'll be able to play potentially the, the first mission of each for making your purchase unless that's, they've done a you know, the 360 turn on that, or 180 turn, sorry, because I thought that's what they originally were, were saying. But no, anything that's in that engine that they use for Emblem Awakening, Awakening just looks absolutely incredible. Mm. So I'm partly, you know, tempted just because of that, but I'm again aware they're, they're, you know, very sort of hardcore and incredibly long. So I, I think I may go back to one of the earlier entries um, before. I mean, I've got Fire Emblem Awakening on the shelf behind me, but I think I, I feel like more attempted possibly to go back and dip into like the Game Boy Advance ones. But it is that graphical mm. engine that is really hard to resist because it's a, an amazing feat that they've been able to do that on the 3DS. Yeah, I've been watching my girlfriend qu- play quite a bit of uh, Fire Emblem Awakening on, on her 3DS and it, it is a stunning looking game. I don't understand what's going on on the screen <laughs> at all, but it looks <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Slamely Stewart, Stuart Neal he says that he's finally starting to play the Mass Effect trilogy he's heard good things about it well that's 
probably tying into our uh, Mass Effect thing yeah, anyway. Yeah, sadly, you know, it needs to be a New Year's resolution yeah. for all of us to hang our heads in shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's the first piece of feedback, so... Um, yeah. We'll get him on. We'll have to we'll get him definitely. on. We'll definitely. I've sure. still got... Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he does the whole show on, it, on his own. On his own. <laughs> yeah. The only one who's managed to play through the games. Yeah. <laughs> just him in an echo chamber. <laughs> but tying in with that, Katie, Katie Stubbs, uh, at uh, KT120, she says... I do expect it to get uh, delayed, but Mass Effect Andromeda. So by the time we've caught up with that, there might actually be another one out yeah. anyway. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Don Johnson at Indiana 747 says he's going to buy Uncharted 4, No Man's Sky, Battlefield 5, or yeah. is it going to be Battlefield Bad Company 3? Mm. Could be interesting, that one. Interested in Overwatch is... Horizon Zero Dawn, intrigued by Firewatch. Mm. Yeah. That? that one. Oh, Firewatch is uh, uh, yeah, another Fire one of those sort of like uh, everyone's gone to the Rapture, the Vanishing of Ethan yeah. Carter oh, sort right. of games. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's worried for the division. <laughs> um, Battlefield 5, true to form, will be a broken, unplayable mess <laughs> for the first six months, at least for dice. Really nothing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm fully anticipating that. Uh, but I forgot to mention it when I was thinking up games I'm looking forward to. Battlefield 5 will probably be a big one for me as well. But yeah, it will be an unplayable mess for a good few months after it comes out, just given the nature of the sort of game it is and the fact that dice can't get them running quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Palmer at uh, Ramalapta on uh, Twitter. Uh, he's looking forward to Dark Souls 3. I, I, uh, Andy's a good friend of mine, and I know he's a big Souls fan, so he's going to be uh, uncontactable <laughs> once Dark Souls 3 comes out. He'll be dead to the world. He's also crossing everything for an XCOM 2 console port, but um, I, I would be looking forward to an XCOM 2 console port as well, but I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. They've, they've made absolutely no noise about porting it to console, and I don't know whether... The last XCOM sold well enough oh. on console for it to warrant being ported, uh, which is a shame because it played so well on console. Uh, it was a it was a brilliant game. Mm. But, they, are, um, they are brilliant games anyway. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's going to be one that they'll, you'll have to pay on PC, I'm mm. afraid. But you never know, with a silence, it'll just hit you left field. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <It's out>. yeah. <laughs> they could do maybe in the future at some point, but um, I don't know. I, d- I doubt it, unfortunately. Yeah, I just read a review about it today. It got a very good review from Eurogame. Yeah, I've watched a few Let's Plays, and um, it looks like they've improved on every aspect of uh, Enemy, Enemy Unknown and uh, Enemy Within. So I really want to play it, but I'm gonna have to, I think I might have to get a new PC <laughs> to do that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get a new PC for Total War Warhammer. Yeah, and I need one for um, Kerbal Space Program as well. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. It looks... One of the giant bombs game of the year, wasn't it? It was like one of the top games. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I, I finally started flicking through um, the latest Edge magazine, and it got an accolade in their um, game of the year awards as well. Oh. I need a new PC this year because I've got a door that just won't stay open. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks everyone who got in contact with us on Twitter and uh, we'll just finish up briefly with any predictions uh, for things we think are going to happen uh, or gaming trends and uh, things we'd like to see for the coming year. I reckon this year there's going to be a FIFA 17. Oh, I don't know about that. That's a bold claim. 
<laughs> Although my wishes for this year would be that there isn't a FIFA 17. <laughs> but then we'd be stuck with Pro Evo. What's wrong with Pro Evo? There's nothing wrong with Pro Evo. Last Pro Evo came out broken. They had to patch in multiplayer several months later. Yeah, that seems to be the normal modus operandi these days yeah. anyway. I mean, Although... That used to be all I used to play those yeah. games, FIFA and Pro Evo. But I, I've just fallen off the horse now, and just I've just don't play no. at all. You know, for, I haven't for a number uh, of years. I'm still a big football fan, but I haven't bought FIFA or Pro Evo for a good number of years. But I mean, is Pro Evo now the only real video game franchise that Konami have? I'm pretty sure it's all they've got. Mm, probably <laughs> that isn't a pachinko yeah. machine. Well, there's probably going to they're going to probably do like aren't they re-releasing Mega Man or something like a collection no, or is, or is uh, the control Capcom. of that gone now they've probably sold that yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh sorry yeah of course yeah. I think Konami have yeah. sold everything that they had everybody oh, no, else Konami have still got I mean they've still got Metal Gear they've still got uh, Silent Hill they've still got all those other franchises but they're just pachinko <laughs> machines now yeah but there's not going to be another Metal Gear let's face it <laughs> no there'll be plenty of Metal Gear pachinko machines and Silent Hill pachinko no. machines but I think the only actual video game franchise oh, no. is probably going to still go is is pro evo yeah i'm going to predict that uh, vr is going to really struggle at this year this is the year when it all comes out there was the, the announcement recently for how much oculus rift is going to cost and it is prohibitively expensive for the vast majority of people there's the htc vive which is billed as being a premium version of the vr headset so that's probably going to cost even more than the oculus rift because it comes with more kit the playstation vr morpheus whatever the hell it's going to be called when it finally comes out it's probably going to be a little bit cheaper but it's still going to be probably the the lion's share of what you pay for a console and at the moment there's not a huge amount of software out there that that makes me think yes i need to get a vr headset um i i i want vr to uh, succeed in the long run and i really hope that it's not another situation like it was with playstation move and um the xbox connect where it was an interesting concept that just never took off and developers never really bothered with it. So I, I think that it's going to struggle this year, but hopefully it's just going to be teething problems and in the future VR will become more accessible and there'll be more games for it. But at the moment, it just seems like a, a very very much a luxury item. On the flip side of that, I think you're going to have a massive backlash from the media as well because the, the first time that anybody has any kind of accident or incident or, you know, it starts off a, an epileptic fit or something like that, you're just going to have them jump on yeah. it like a bunch of hounds. You know what they're like for the gaming community at the best of times, but this is going to be something that they'll just get the hooks in and not let go. Yeah. The main problem I can see with it being is, is that unless you've got easy access to a demo unit in a shop where you can go out and try it out, people aren't going to want to pick it up in case it makes in case they they, they shell out 4 500 quid on a VR headset and then find out that it oh, makes them mm. horribly motion yeah. sick whenever they use it. I mean, um, when I used to have a 3DS, I, I could only have the 3D on for a short while before I had to turn it off because it started to give me a headache. And I don't know whether VR will have the same problem, whether it'll just make me feel ill if you play it for any length of time. So uh, we'll mm. see. Yeah, I mean, that's all still kind of like science fiction to me. I can't, I mean, the, the whole concept of it is just incredible, isn't it? It really does spark your mm. imagination and you, you, you want to see where it will go in the future. But yeah, at the moment, I think it's still incredibly early days. And like you say, it might end up being a really limited luxury item. Um, but you kind of, you, you always kind of do get that, don't you? You get like the more, <clears throat> what I would say, that like this targeted very much at um, 
a niche, a smaller group, but whether that can stay viable as a business. Cause, I mean, they're even they're doing another skew of Blu-ray, aren't they now? Yeah. Um, that's coming out. Yep. That means yeah. you're going to have to get another telly, another player. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, not everyone who adopted DVD from VHS has made the jump to Blu-ray. So are they going to now go no. up to yeah. um, what is it called now? Is it Ultra Blu-ray or something like yeah, that? It's yeah, it's four K thing, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So mm. I mean, I, I think what will happen is at some point in time we will reach that tipping point that if they can get the tech to work it will sell itself because mm. if it does deliver what it promises I think you'll be getting people buying it without with you know but how many years that's going to take I think you just it's one of those things that once they've perfected it you've only got to experience it once and then you will be saving you'll be finding oh. a way to buy it but yeah I think that's a, lo- a long way off and I guess you're saying you're you'll mm. be concerned that the the birth or the inception of it might be such a rocky financial struggle mm. that where will they pursue with it you know I'll definitely buy it if Rockstar released Table Tennis 2 on it though <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was going to say if, if Sony announced that the PlayStation VR is going to be £200 or, or less than that and it comes out at the same time as No Man's Sky and works in No Man's Sky <laughs> then I'm there but um uh, I think it's going to struggle uh, a bit this year. Okay, I'll I'll go with uh, I'll chip in with like an an NX launch date prediction because I know that mm. so many people have. Um, again, I've got no idea. I'm bound to get it wrong, but I I would have presumed that it would be announced at E3 2016 if it hadn't done already. Um, I think it seems to be that lots of people are saying that um, dev kits have gone out to developers so they think it very much is going to be a 2016 thing but um, I think it was Jack who kind of said that he's in no rush uh, for new hardware in a way he'd be more excited about hearing about the games that might be coming out on it um, and I agree so even if this didn't launch until you know possibly even as late as spring 2017 I think that's still kind of feasible and if I had to guess pulling titles out of thin air of what the lineup will be it could be they do the whole Zelda the Wii U NX like they did with uh, Twilight Princess yeah. on the GameCube and Wii yeah. um, Pikmin 4 has obviously been spoken about as in development so that could end up being a launch title I'd love it to be Super Mario Galaxy 3 or a, a, a new IP really like possibly like a new um, IP that's just they're launching for uh, NX um, but again I think recently they're saying it's going to be an install an, a new installment of an older franchise so possibly I know everyone wants like Metroid but isn't it that they're saying it's more likely to be Smash Brothers but again that only came out when 2014 yeah, so yeah. that seems incredibly yeah. close if they are going to you know relaunch it with that but yeah so th- 2016 Christmas at the earliest I'm thinking it could even be uh, 2017 but as we all know I've, I've got no clue <laughs> so <laughs> um, so who knows you never know this could be the year of tone <laughs> he, he might finally get his game <laughs> yeah. um, other kind of like NX things and these are probably more sort of again just wild guesses but I, I think that it will only play Wii U disc games that's the only backwards compatibility that you're going to get mm. I think it will be another ex- another experience excuse or about time that they possibly try and uh, expand the digital virtual console library mm. so I'm really hoping GameCube games will come to the NX virtual console and it will oh gosh yeah so many good ones in there well yeah I mean and again it's the, mm. possibly the control mechanism is again one of the, the issues because I don't yeah. know how long they're going to carry on this support of the um the archaic controls I mean don't get me wrong it's great because obviously you've got the Wii remotes there that you can play with them but I think distinguishing the Wii U from the Wii was a hard sell for people so I think with the NX they might be deliberately making it a clearer break and one way to do that is to remove some of the 
the uh, the kind of like controller support so in that way I'm hoping somehow the gamepad can still be used with the NX um, but as for like your Wii games and anything older than that I think it will all have to be digitally and, and I'm really hoping that will tie into what they're going to do with their like new membership service a again this is just pure wish fulfillment mm. but I'd love them to take some of the things that worked with PS Plus so maybe like on a rolling monthly basis you're allowed to play a selection that they they curate for you of Wii games GameCube N64 or virtual console games so you can just play them for that month um, and then buy them possibly at discount like I think it will lock you out I don't think you'll be able to you know like with PS Plus if you've got them in your download queue you can play them as long as you pay the service I'm not sure Nintendo well they probably won't do any of this but I, I think it I, I think you know I could see it working that they give you like a, a range of old and new titles from their library um, you know possibly only five or six titles every month but then you're able to buy them at discount after that 30 days if, if you want to try them um, but yeah this this is wish performance that the NX comes out it's a success and you know they finally do put all of their old legacy systems on the virtual mm. console well a wish fulfillment for me would be getting rid of that bloody sensor bar. <laughs> the more the compacts they make it, you know, because you get it out of the box and there's about 18 different components and you just think, oh, God, here yeah. we go again. Yeah, I think, yeah. That, again, that might be why possibly they won't carry over, you know, trying to make it so yeah. backwards compatible that you'd have mm. to still use, like, the Wii remotes. And also people have, you know, come up with these ideas that it's somehow going to talk to another handheld device or it's going to be, like, two components. So however they're going to do that and however the NX will stream or interact with a, a handheld-style uh, controller is, you know, will be fascinating. But I do think they will do something with that. Like, either, you know, like with the gamepad now, you have to be in a certain range of the main console. Yeah. I, I think they will be looking at a way that they can make it free roaming so that you can play it anywhere throughout your home and mm. even some method of having it where you can play games um you know outside of the home like somehow the the handheld and the console talk to each other by a cross play a cross save and you can just you know it's all much more unified i mean that obviously i'd, I'd hope for that whether they're going to mm. be able to reach that um with the nx because nintendo are incredibly slow when it comes to a lot of things like that but yeah there's just some of my my wishes really well <laughs> rather than predictions as long as it doesn't talk to your samsung telly that talks to every bugger else <laughs> you'll be fine <laughs> is there services still tied to your the machine rather than your account all the games and all that yeah i think um sadly the way it's been done is that so if you bought any games on the wii virtual console for example you had to pay mm. like a um, a couple of quid to re-download them onto the wii u and again oh. like the 3ds is um is in a one account system but i think you know they've unified the actual two e-shops they've unified your account mm over both your handheld and your main console so they're, they're making inroads into that and I, and I think you're you know you're right that is it that is an issue so could it be again that on x you're going to have to i don't know re-download the same title for like the third or fourth time yeah <laughs> that's what they're hoping for lee well yeah but i it's difficult you'd like to think at some point you know they could just allow you to pull that over i mean but the thing is i've heard this argument particularly people are saying they won't go into buying games off the um the e-shop of nintendo because they are tied into the console but um mm. isn't you're locked out of all your ps3 con yep. content anyway aren't you on the on the ps4 for example you mm -hmm. can't play the ps3 digital titles oh, yeah. that you, so yeah, it, yeah, I, I don't true. think nintendo are the only one that are guilty of that kind of 
you know, poor design, really, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've still got two PS3s anyway, so that doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any other kind of wishes or predictions that you guys have got, hardware or software related? I just wanted to add one thing to the uh, NX conversation, is I'd yeah, yeah. like to see um, when the console comes out that it is comparable in power to uh, PS4 and Xbox One, because I'd like to see a genuine third contender in the console space, like Nintendo used yeah. to be. Uh, if they can bring out a console which can which is powerful enough to support those those uh, third party uh, uh, titles so they can bring back third party support which has been very much lacking from the Wii U then more competition in that market is always a good thing yeah I don't know I don't know if they see themselves as like a third wheel with the Microsoft Sony playground anymore I'm not I don't think that third if the NX has got to rely on third party support to succeed I don't think it will I think it's got they've Nintendo have still got to go the route of people buy the machine because they want to play yeah. the first party games. They need support. Don't get me wrong, and hopefully they can bring mm-hmm. in a lot of Japanese uh, support. Um, you know, and get some of what we're saying. The you know the the JRPGs on there. But I I, I don't personally I don't think that it's going to succeed if it's having to rely on the likes of like EA and Activision. I, I don't mean it would be like it would survive on it because I think that the Nintendo can survive simply on the attraction of their first party titles because on the whole they are so good. But it would nice it would be nice to be able to see my Nintendo console as not just a you know a luxury console that I only use for Nintendo first party titles. If it could be a genuine alternative to PS4 and Xbox One for those third party titles as well then i mean that could only that's only good for nintendo because i think the the, the sales for the, the the wii u has has hit them quite hard um it took they took quite a downturn after the after the wii and i know the wii wasn't really the sort of game that had huge third party support anyway uh, but that was just such a a, a it didn't need it didn't it, yeah. need it because it obviously captured it captured well, the mass hmm. appeal like nothing else had before um yeah but i mean before then like the gamecube uh and and before those were huge home consoles that had massive third-party support so i don't know yeah but people would argue they haven't (laughs) that they didn't particularly do well either yeah i don't know i mean i think diversifying Mm -hmm. what it offers so like the nintendo first-party games are an immediate difference obviously to the rock to you know sony and microsoft and i think if there's any way that uh, nintendo are able to try and battle with Sony to call the indie developers and that somehow they can diversify their gaming um, you know, roster. I don't think just having the same game released on those, on three different consoles will end up making people gravitate towards Nintendo. I think mm-hmm. the people who buy the console are the ones that are Nintendo fans. I think you're still going to get yeah. other people mm-hmm. will just say, right, well, I've got my PS4. You know, if I've got to choose them, whether I buy an Xbox or a Nintendo, like I don't know, it's difficult. I mean, obviously, it's a, you know these are answers that they're going to have to solve um, as a business. And again, like you know, Jack Smith and other people have said, I'm, I just want to be interested to start hearing more about it. But I am excited with the yeah. promise of new hardware, although I personally don't need it. You know, if it didn't come out till nope. late 2017, that would be fine for me. No, no. But, well, know, me and Mark don't. <laughs> I'd rather be 2018, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but saying that, I mean, the, uh, to me, I feel like they've got the balance perfectly correct with um, the Wii U because the whole Wii thing mm-hmm. just ended up getting swamped with shovelware. There was just so much on the shelves and it was just all rubbish. You know, and the, this time they've got it really select. And I don't know whether the, this is something they've done deliberately 
or whether it's just they've made it so hard to program for. But you look at the um, catalogue for the Wii U as opposed to the Wii. God, the quality is right through the roof on this yeah. console. Yeah, consistency. Yeah, and the- yeah, they brought back the value of the old Nintendo seal of quality stamp Ooh. on the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah definitely Um, just a couple more things I want to mention Uh, as I said before I think that Mass Effect Andromeda and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn are both going to get delayed I also think that The Last Guardian is probably going to get delayed as well really? (laughs) surprise (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) I know I know I know they said it was going to be out this year but as exciting it was to see that gameplay uh, trailer at E3 2015 it wasn't a million miles away from what they showed us back at E3 in 2009. Uh, it looks nicer, but it didn't look that much different in terms of the actual game itself, the actual gameplay they showed off. And I don't know how far along they are. We haven't heard a huge amount since E3, and I've just got a feeling that there's going to be an announcement very quietly that, yeah, The Last Guardian's been delayed to 2017. Um so I'm not expecting to... I'd like to play that this year, but I'm not expecting to be able to play that this year. Um, the only other big prediction I've got for this year... Well, it's not really a prediction, because we already know it's happening. But the fact that there is not going to be an Assassin's Creed title Hooray! this year. For the first time since Assassin's Creed 2. I think they've been annualized since Assassin's Creed 2 onwards. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, have. But at least for the last five years or so, it's been every single year. I just oh. I bought a bought a yeah. tears with the uh, franchise. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> the last one I played was uh, Black Flag, which was 2013. Uh, ever since then, I've had no interest at all in the series, and they need to take a year off, reinvigorate the series, come up with something new to do with it because it's just become so stale. It's the same issue that I've had with Call of Duty. I, I fell off Call of Duty in the Modern Warfare years, and I haven't really gone back to it since. And I'd like to see them do the yeah. same thing with that, but I can't imagine that Activision ever would because they love money. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, Assassin's Creed taking a year off, come back in 2017 or even 2018 with something completely fresh, uh, completely new with the franchise. And it, when you bring out a game every single year, there's, there's no space to really build anticipation for no. it. And I know no. the series sells well, but people don't really think of it as in the same way. I mean, when the first Assassin's Creed came out, or even when Assassin's Creed 2 came out, and there wasn't anything else out there that was quite like it. And now other games have come along and taken that formula and, and a lot of, in a lot of cases have done it better than Assassin's Creed has. So taking a year off, I think, is the best thing that could possibly happen to that franchise. Yeah, I mean, they're still going to have the brand out there because they've yeah. obviously got the Michael Fassbender starring movie adaptation yes. coming out, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. With the Assassin's Creed stuff as well, you know, it, it's probably best that they do take a year off just to let history catch up because they've run out of history <laughs> now, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last one was, like, London 100 years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're going back further. Well, the rumours are they're going further back, aren't they? Yeah, they're going back to Egypt for the, for the next one, apparently. And there's still a bunch of periods from ancient history. I'd like to see them do ancient Rome, feudal Japan, but that's that's mainly because I've wanted a new, I've wanted a new Tenchu stealth assassin for years, and we're never going to get one. So <laughs> Assassin's <laughs> Creed needs to do feudal Japan, Wild West. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's so much they could do with that franchise that they're just not doing because they don't have enough time to really experiment with the, with the, the formula because they've got yeah. to crank a new game out every twelve yeah. months. Um, and in some cases, two games in a year. So, um, I mean, they're, they're still making these little ones that I've seen popping up on uh, on the PlayStation Store. Uh, Assassin's Creed, I can't remember what the franchise is called. They're like the, the, the 2D side-scrolling ones. There's one set in China, one set in India that, I've, again, I've got mm. no interest in playing. So it's not like the franchises, people are going to forget it's there. But just wait a year, 
come, come back in 2017 with something really special and I think the public will appreciate well, I, I that. I reckon that's what's happened to Call of Duty as well. They've done the same thing. They've run out of World War II stuff, you know, and they've, they've ended up just yeah. plunging through everything with the um, modern warfare. And um, I reckon next next one is going to have hoverboards and uh, jetpacks <laughs> and spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've lost all interest yeah. in the Call of Duty franchise, really. Yeah. Less game patches. Let's yes, please. What's been interesting <laughs> is like playing Skylanders and Transformers. Transformers, I think, had maybe one patch. Mm-hmm. And Skylanders games have had one patch, and that's all it's had. I mean, I was Swap Force. That's two years old. Mm. It was a small patch, and it hasn't had an update since. But that tightly programmed games and well programmed games that there was no need for any of these large patches continuously. I understand, you know, like the, things like The Witcher 3, if you've got an, up, if you've got an mm. expansion pack, you want to improve things, fair enough. But these day one patches where you have to download like gigabytes of data just to get it worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that ties into broken games, less broken <laughs> games. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, back to that again. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> Floating <Yeah>. eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Batman, Arkham Knight. Yeah, yeah that, was that was broken on PC. Yeah. Yeah, it's still broken on PC as far as I'm aware. Yes, I'm aware of my role as like the Nintendo fanboy, but I mean, obviously their track record with software in that department is exemplary, (laughs) less so with hardware. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As far as downloads for the Mario Kart, for instance, which has been out, what, two years now? Um, all you've got is extra packs. There's not actually any downloadable patches. Nothing. Yes. You know, it's just there. It works. Yeah. You know, just leave Same it. Same with Splatoon. Every now and then there'll be an update and that's just a new map. Absolutely. Or some new weapons or something like that. But they yep. don't need to fix it because it's already working. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to see less... Well, it's it started to come in a little bit in the last couple of years and I'd like to see it end immediately is paying for burnable cards or, or, or an equivalent like that to, uh, in a full-priced game. Microtransactions actions for things that actually affect mm. the gameplay yeah. rather than it being cosmetic stuff like this started to come and i had a long discussion with a friend with this recently about halo 5 uh in that they they there was you could pay for these little burnable cards mm. that would give you some sort of advantage over the other players in the game now you get them normally by playing but the fact that they're there and that people can pay Definitely. for them and so people can pay for an advantage yeah. I'd like that to end immediately in 2016 yeah. please the, the yeah. thing is you're already paying through the nose for these games yeah. in the first place and half the time they're broken so you know at least give us <laughs> yeah. something <laughs> I think there's like a sense of calmness amongst gaming public they say they have all this backlash and hate sometimes oh yeah game again yeah. <laughs> yes yeah can we have less controversies yeah. please yes please that'd be um, nice <laughs> probably better let's all get yeah. along yes and better journalism I'm a bit sick and tired of reading some of the websites what you read and stop looking at them it's just too much click and bait and a lot of pointless articles maybe just look at something sometimes what the movie industry does which is maybe you know, like Empire Magazine mm-hmm. stuff, which is a bit better in terms of their uh, journalistic attitudes. A large section of it you can just be avoided because it is purely marketing mm. and you want to yeah. be unsport. I, well, personally speaking, I want to be unsport for a lot of the kind of entertainment I consume. So I'm, yeah. I kind of just generally mm. blank it out almost all of it, to be honest. <laughs> 
Uh, if you've got any predictions for what 2016 has to offer us or specific hotly anticipated titles, then do let us know. You can contact us on our uh, LGR Twitter feed at LapsedGamer or leave a comment on the LGR Facebook page or you can send us an email uh, LapsedGamerRadio at gmail.com and we'll mention the best ones in our next episode. In fact, send us an email with any comments, suggestions or questions you may have had and we'll do our best to feature them on future episodes. You can find us on iTunes, obviously. Please make sure you're a subscriber as well. Like we said, we're going to make it more regular as of this year. You can always find us on Podbean as well. That's LapsedGamerRadio at Podbean.com. Yeah, and I believe that should work like to just stream the episodes if you're not an iTunes user. But again, if you have any issues, if you just get in contact with us and we'll try and sort that out. I'll hand it over to the tech department. That's Andy. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Promoted. <Yeah>. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Andy is tech support We're in trouble guys <laughs> oh, yeah. So thanks for your patience uh, Understanding and support And uh, thanks very much for listening We do apologise again for uh, the uh, lack of content Towards the end of 2015 But it's a new year, fresh start We're going to keep the content as regular as possible We're going to get more podcasts out We're going to have more content on the uh, YouTube channel as well So uh, stay tuned for that And thanks for listening Yep, goodbye everyone and uh, you know we're always keen to hear what games you're playing and any recommendations of titles you think we should check out yeah cheers thanks a lot bye cheers bye